with Mr. Brandon himself. What's up, Brandon? Nothing much, man. Coming off a tough LSU loss, man. Nothing but nothing but frustration, to tell you the truth. Will Wade was uh, definitely frustrated there at the end. Understandably. And, and during the whole game. Understandably so. During most of the game. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty tense there for a little bit, especially to close out first half with the, uh, the, the fouls tech. that were not called. Yeah. And then he gets the tech. And then they close the half out with the shot. Yeah. And – he was pretty livid. Yeah. And I mean, Will Will uh definitely in that position. I don't blame him for getting that tech. I understand, you know, coaches do make mistakes, especially Will Wade is a young coach, he's gonna make mistakes. Yep. Uh, but I don't blame him for that tech at all. I mean, and you know, of course Jimmy Dykes says, you know, they asked Will Wade, Marty McGee asked Will Wade before half, you know, well, what happened on the tech? I asked how many how much time was left on the clock, twenty whatever yep. it was. Yep. Um and that's when he got teed up. And Jimmy Dice, of course, doesn't believe that's the truth. He, of course, thinks that's wow. a lie because yeah. everybody hates Will Wade, especially Jimmy Dykes. But then again, everybody hates Jimmy Dykes. So. Of course. Yeah. Just a quick thought there. Jimmy Dykes is full of crap. <laughs> uh, I got to say a comment on this game. Um, I really had a lot of faith in our Tigers for today because yeah. I, I've said this off air a lot, but it's really hard to beat a team three, three times, times in one season. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, Bama did it to us last year, and Arkansas did it to us this year. Um, yeah, but it's Arkansas. But it's Arkansas. <laughs> it's Arkansas. It's Arkansas. It's Arkansas. <laughs> you would think we could at least pull one out against Arkansas. Yeah. I went two for three against them yeah. last year, 0 for three this year, unfortunately. Um, but anyways. anyways. Yeah, I mean, but considering how we just played them in Bud Walton, and then now you're coming yeah. to Tampa, and it's a neutral site, and you feel like you really had that game won. Uh, when J.D. Note clearly walked and they called the foul and Wani there, you feel like LSU is going to capitalize on this chance. Yeah, and, and, I mean, in all honesty, they they, they didn't. I mean, yeah. I mean, they they did hurt themselves a lot uh, in this game as well, but the constant whistles uh, are, are, are something that seems to be a theme with LSU. Brandon, you even mentioned to us before the show, yeah. it felt like the refs were swallowing the whistle yeah. in all conferences. All tournament long. All yeah. tournament long. I get it. It's March. You let them play. As soon as LSU takes the court, I know we play aggressive defense. But it's just whistle, 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 whistle. Man, that it's tough. And I know some of them are LSU, definitely LSU's fault. Yeah. Dumb fouls here and there. But yeah, I'm looking at it right it's now. Frus- it's frustrating, to say the least. You watch Auburn and uh, Texas A&M play the game before – it, it is it is just a hack job in the paint the whole game. Yeah. Um, and they let them play, and then you get an LSU uh, Arkansas game. You know, Xavier Pinchon tries to take a charge like the flopper Jalen Williams. Yep. Um, block. 
Yeah. <laughs> so su- surprisingly, last last game against Arkansas, yep. there was 42 fouls called. And this game against Arkansas, there's 42 fouls called. Wow. 42 fouls. How do you watch you a game can... with 42 fouls, Greg? You're it's averaging more than a more than one foul a minute. It's that absurd. In two games against Arkansas, twice in a row that happens. That's that's 80. That's absurd. Quick, quick math, 84 fouls in two in games. Two games. I mean, that, that is ridiculous. I know both teams play aggressive defense, but Greg Sankey, how is that watchable <laughs> to your audience, Greg? It's, it's not. The it's SEC not basketball officiating is a joke. Fire every one of them. Give me a, <laughs> bring me a new squad. A different conference. Bring a bigger guy. Pat. All <laughs> of them. What's the other one's name? Go, man. No, no. Wow. Oh well, no. whatever. So uh, look, we don't need to know his name. Yeah, he yeah, needs to be no. gone. Yeah, we're gonna discuss some more about the SEC tournament. We need to talk about two. Yeah, games. we're gonna have to withhold ourselves. So we're gonna hold ourselves here <laughs> because our first point of today's show is an important one. We've got to talk about the notice of allegations that LSU has received. We understand, Brandon. Oh, we understand, Brandon, that you're pretty passionate about this. Let us know how you feel. <laughs> Pat Forty. Watch yourself. Pat Forty. Watch, watch you it. can kick rocks, all right? <laughs> Pat Forty is a joke of a journalist, a joke of a reporter. He comes out with the same goddamn report every year that is total garbage same information every same time same information thing. every time if lsu receives noti- notification that will wade broke a federal law he may be fired it's the same no crap pat no <laughs> crap we don't like we don't know this already. It, like it happens it seems it's the to same happen. it's the same conversation between wade and dawkins every single time yeah. they put they put the entire transcript of the conversation in every single article we don't need to read the transcript of the, of the conversation <laughs> we've already read it five times from the such and such document guess what pat they ain't got nothing they ain't got nothing pat they're asking from within the program they're asking <laughs> lsu's assistants what they had for breakfast are you kidding me that is a joke that it, is a joke they ain't got nothing it, they investigated auburn for two years Boom. First of all, a joke of a penalty, whatever. Okay. But then they come to LSU. Oh, here comes sanctions. There's Dickie V. Four Boy, years. Here comes sanctions. Four it's years. been four years, Pat. Yep. They ain't got nothing. Just admit yep. that you don't like LSU. And Dickie V, don't even get me started on Dickie V. The man, bless his heart, all right? He's got cancer. He's battling cancer. I understand. Okay. So I can't say too much bad about him. All right. But he's got it out against him. He's got it he's out against him. Give him Pat 40, bro. Two peas in a pod. Drives me nuts. That's you, <laughs> you. It really seems like every single year, right here before tournament time, this is when it comes out. It's unbelievable. It's not. It doesn't seem that way. It, it, is, it is, is that way. way. And 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 furthermore, if you had something, why is it taking four years yeah. to come out? Yeah. Really? If you had something, please. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that everybody in college basketball is innocent. All right. But right. what can you prove? There's a Correct. strong bleep offer, okay? There's yeah. a strong offer. A strong offer of what? You can't prove it. Yep. So, kick rock. Now, I will, I will be the bummer of this conversation. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, NOA, notice of allegations. Um, when they say the word allegations, we need to get off that word. Really, it's talking about evidence. So, there is some sort of 
evidence that they believe they have to accuse LSU for wrongdoing. The question is, what is that evidence? What is the the amount of that evidence, I don't know how to, how to phrase it, but is this going to be a level one, a level two? And yeah. yeah, the significance, thank you, Brandon, of that penalty, of that of that evidence, and how hard is it going to affect LSU basketball, potentially LSU sports yeah. in general? Is this going to be a level one, a level two violation? From what Will Wade mentioned in his press conference the other day after the win against Missouri, it seems like he's – pretty confident like, yeah. and seems like he's not worried about no. what they what they have or, or what they are saying that they have. So when it first came out, you know, and we, me and Ray discussed it, and I got a little worried because obviously the, the NOA has now come. You yeah, know, it's yeah. been talked about, but now it has come. And, of course, we're going to have to now await a response from LSU. Right. Then we're going to have to await a response from the NCAA. And then, of the course, CCU. The, the CCU. And then, of course, we're going to – There'll be a hearing and all that good stuff. It's so gonna be a while. It's gonna be months and months until possibly four more years. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be fine with it. But uh, so, but the the question is, you know, what yeah. is it? And it seems like Will Wade, based on his comments the other day, is is completely confident that yep. this is not this is not gonna be any skin off his nose. Now here's and and we are LSU fans and we want to support LSU through this. Yeah, but we have to look at this. You know, we ought to take the purple and gold lenses off and maybe have a reality check here. Um, the NCAA has it out for Will Wade. Oh, there's not a no lie. question. No lies detected. No question the NCAA has it out for Will Wade. Mm-hmm. And I will not be surprised if something does come forth eventually. No telling how long it may take. Yeah. But like Zach said, level one they need uh, violations – but you also here is the here's the thing that scares me the most because they do have it out for Will Wade, yeah. and in his confidence, it may irritate the NCAA more, which may prompt them to take it out right. on LSU even more. And they have bundled basketball with football. football. And okay. here is the major thing: if LSU gets hit with lack of institutional control. And let me preface this. I do not believe that LSU will be hit with lack of institutional uh, control. I I don't believe it will go this far. But if they do, you are talking about some significant um, penalties coming towards LSU. (laughs) I'm trying not to stress you out, but we've got to look at it from a, 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 a realistic Perspective here. That was my because thing, Brandon, when he was me, when he was messaging me right after they he, released the article. I was like, I don't want to hear this. Now, <laughs> I don't want to hear and this. I, I don't. I don't think that the that football is going to be majorly hit. I don't. I don't think this is going to come true. But in the case, see you, goat man. Everybody, say goodbye to goat man. Goat man's headed out. See you, goat man. So, in the case that's like worst case scenario, right? That's that's worst case scenario. Yeah, LSU gets hit with major penalties, um, postseason bans. Let's say even football gets hit with postseason bans. Yeah. In reality, we know that BK is 60 years old, and he's here on a 10-year contract, and he's probably going to play that 10-year contract out and retire. And he's here to play those 10 years and get a championship. And if we get hit with a postseason ban, what reason does he have to stay? 
What reason does BK have to stay here when he is on the 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 cusp of his retirement? Probably 10, 10 years, maybe a little bit more than that, trying to win a national championship, and then the program he's come to is now banned from the postseason. What would keep him from leaving? And this is worst case scenario. Ed, uh, of Ed, uh, what, what were you doing, Ed? And I mean, Ed was dropped from those Title IX uh, investigations. We understand all, that. All crap. But <laughs> but football <laughs> is bundled into this, and so if you get hit with that, yeah. it's going to be really interesting how that all plays. It it seems really like they are using football. To try and hang yeah, basketball. basketball. Yeah, 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 they're using – it seems they are using football as leverage to yeah. hang basketball in the way. And, and hey, all I can say is trust in Scott Woodward. That man yes. is a – he is a magical leprechaun. Okay? Yes. He comes up with everything <laughs> you can think leprechaun. of. If, if you are worried about it, don't worry. Scott's, don't worry about it. Scott has got it. He's a three steps ahead of everybody. Correct. That's my one thing. Exactly. And my – I mean, I don't know Scott Woodward on a personal basis, but on – you know, just minimal communication with the man at basketball games or wherever it may be. He just he gives the vibe that I've got this. Yep. Don't you worry. I'm three steps ahead of everybody else. Um, and that's that's what I trust in personally. Correct. Thank the Lord for Scott Woodward and not Joel Leva, because under his leadership, I really do feel like Absolutely. you know he he's three steps ahead of the NCAA. He's three yep. steps ahead of everybody, and you know he he's going to put us in a good spot. And for him to come here to LSU with this dumpster fire of yep. an athletic program when he came here, yeah, uh, absolutely, and to and to you know believe in it and have enough love in LSU in his heart, yep, to to try to bring it back to what it can be, what and it for him to be. believe what it should be, um, that's that's what I'm excited about from Scott Woodward's yeah. standpoint. And I trust in him that you know regardless of what happens and any allegations, any whatever, any. Laws, any rules, any anything, any allegations that come down, I trust Absolutely. in Scott Woodward. It'll be handled a lot, yes, more professionally, yes. and it will be it will be so much more smoother than what we may have seen from Joe Oliva, who probably what is at fault for some of the yeah. stuff and why he is no longer here. Yeah, and so that's the, the that's BYU? the good thing. That's yeah. the good thing um, that Scott Woodward's in charge. So if stuff, if the worst case scenario happens. He's going to handle it. He's going to handle it, and and we'll see how that plays out. Now, the good thing is I don't think that's going to happen. No. But speaking of Scott Woodward, Zach. What a legend. Speaking of Scott Woodward, yes. And Scott, we trust. And Scott, we trust. We do. Zach believes that. Oh, gosh. We're going to get into Understanding that. that there are potential allegations. Why in the world would Scott Woodward go out and spend this money and contact boosters? Because he knows best. To bring in a coach like Brian Kelly if if there are potential allegations coming along. And my argument is, why in the world as a program with LSU, and he comes here to revitalize the program, he is not going to shy away from these allegations and go and hire a podunk, like subpar coach, like settle for less, like just Jimbo because he's scared of upcoming allegations. Like Jimbo Fisher, like, <laughs> like Jimbo Fisher. But Bill O'Brien. Like, if, if you were considering like allegations, let's say if, if I'm Scott Woodward and I'm like, I, I got, I can't hire an elite coach right now because we have potential allegations. 
let me go hire Bill O'Brien. You know how irritated LSU fans would be at that type of hire? No. Scott Woodward is coming in here with a mission to bring LSU athletics back to the top where it belongs. Yeah. Right in the middle of elite athletic programs. And Scott Woodward has brought in several coaches so far, namely Jay Johnson, Kim Mulkey, Brian Kelly, and he's and you you know from Brian Kelly's press conference that that alignment, alignment, alignment was the biggest thing. And that's what Scott Woodward is doing amongst his entire athletic program. So just because there's allegations potentially coming, he's not going to settle for less and go hire a, a, a coach that would that everybody would kind of sigh at when we hired him. Instead, he goes and gets a ten million, almost a hundred million dollar contract for Brian Kelly and brings in the winningest college football coach presently. Yep. And so, yep. so what do you mean by why would he go do that? So, I don't disagree with basically everything you just said. My point is, I don't believe, and here's here's why I say this because I believe Scott Woodward is ahead of the game, as we mentioned already. He's already. Five, ten steps ahead of this game. There, it's not like this in a way took him by surprise. I mean, he didn't find out. There's Correct. no way in my mind that Scott Woodward found out about this information whenever it was released to the public by Correct. Pat Ford. He knew it was coming down the pipe already. Yeah. He probably knew months and months and months out that this was going to happen, even though yes. we've been hearing. I mean, he he knew that. So my point is, I be, why I'm confident in believing that. Nothing like um, uncontrolling, how you say, in, in, the, uh, institution. In, in lack of institution. Lack of institutional control. control. I don't think any of that is going to happen. My confidence, because I don't think BK would go to those boosters and say, hey, I need $100 million for a coach. Yeah. When he knows good and well this is coming down the pipe and maybe potentially we're going to get hit with this. Yeah. So that's why I'm, that's the only thing I'm saying. I, and that's why I say I'm confident that – that's nothing, not going to happen. That nothing big is going to happen because why in the world would you say, all right, we're going to bring in BK. We're going to hype up all these fans. We're going to bring in – even even though that we're going to bring in Kim Mulkey, all these you know big-time coaches, we're going to pay them great salaries. Why, why in the world would he do that and go to each of these booths and say, hey, I need this amount of money, and I need, I need, I need you to cut a check for it right now. Like, why, why would he do that if he knows good and well they're about to be hit with institutions? I can't say lack of institutional lack of institutional control, control, whatever it means, not not running the program correctly. So that that is all I'm saying. I agree with everything you just said, except for that one point. I think and that's why I'm saying that I believe him. I mean, you saw the confidence out of Will Wade the other day when when he was asked about it after the Missouri game. He's he it doesn't seem like he's worried at all. And so and that's why I'm saying I, I don't think. BK's okay. worried because get, he believes he, he's he he knows what's about to actually. So what you're what you're saying is 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 you don't think there's actually something major. Going to I do not think there is because why in the world why in the world would he bring BK hype up all the fans hype up the just. LC I still think even general. if he thought that I still think that even if he thought that could potentially happen, that Scott Ward's not going to scare away from that. I still think he it, it, if he does that. if he if he did think that was going to happen, then I think. That that has probably been addressed to Brian Kelly. Absolutely, I don't think Scott yeah. Woodward is going to leave Brian Kelly in the dark. Scott no. Woodward's not that type of AD, right? If, if Especially when you hear line and line. Go for it. Go, go for ahead. It. Did he celebrate the LSU loss? Pat Forty. 
He loves to celebrate yeah, the LSU with a loss. Tweet, the shade. With a tweet. The shade. Miles Diaz. Not a great week for LSU men's basketball. Beaten for the third time by Arkansas. And this. Dot, dot, dot. Pat, you just posted the same article you posted three days ago. It's the same article, Pat. And you can report me on Twitter all you want. You know, you know what's sad? Pat Forty was a really good journalist. No, and he's then, a joke. He was, no, no, no. no. Here's, joke. What here's what I'm saying, Brandon. Pat Forty was a really good journalist and really good at what he does, what he was doing until he tied himself to this LSU nonsense. Twenty minutes ago, yeah. Pat Forty posts, "Not a great week for LSU men's basketball, beaten for the third time by Arkansas." And Thanks for telling us what we already know. With it's the, the same article, Pat. <laughs> it's the same article. What are you doing? He couldn't come up with something new. No, People no, get fired for this crap, Pat. <laughs> this is a joke, Pat. I'm going to find you one day. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you face-to-face where you can't report me on Twitter. Hey, Brent, we know Brent is passionate. Let's get to some of the comments and yeah, let's, let's see yeah. what, so what do they have to say about Pat I, I, know, I, think, I, know, I know at least I saw we see uh, Danny, Danny comment in here. She said, I'll, let's see, it doesn't really matter because if they keep playing like this in tournament, if this the tournament run won't be long I can't get anyways. I, well, I mean, you may have a point there, Danny, but uh, the whistles were very heavy. So, I, hopefully, this Pat Forty officiating crew <laughs> is garbage. <laughs> now we're trying to officiate through. Oh, yeah, now we're Two Pat Forty. Hey, They're both know. a joke. You it's, never know. It's a clown show. I'll you be never the true party pooper and say it. If he is paying players to come, then at least pay some. That can make a shot. Still, <laughs> another ball. Sorry, not sorry. Can't comment on that. Wow, Danny. Wow. Can't comment oh, on Danny that. throwing shots. No, no comment on that. The hey, Julian shades, Phillips, that's all I can say. The shades. Bobby likes the shades there, Brandon. All right, I'll put them the back. Clean sh- are those the Bobby Joe Hill. Burrow shades? These are the shicey shades. Those those the shicey shades. I like it. I like it. All right. Sure. The NOA, we, we got – we, we, okay, we've hit on the ugly. Bro, they are blasting past we <laughs> We've hit on the ugly – Let's this move forward so. here to the <laughs> next point, baseball. Baseball does get it done today. Your boys with Tigers Avenue, What we were in attendance today uh, for the Beth U. Cookman baseball game, and they survived. They did. They survived. Uh, I, think, I think we can say – Zach, um, give me your initial thoughts. Well, Reagan, Reagan mentioned this at the game, um, and I, I hate – I hate to say this. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I did but say I'll maybe, take full credit for this. And, and maybe, maybe, I don't even think this is, I think this is, as you mentioned earlier, Reagan, maybe this is taking the purple and gold glasses off a bit um, and, and, and trying to get a reality check for this team. I hate to say this. Maybe this team has, was a little too much overhyped. Yeah. I'm not saying by any means that this team cannot be elite because they, Oh they can do this. They, they have the prospects and the players yeah, to be sure. the best team in the country. Um, and and I full I full heartedly believe that they can play and be the best team in the country. You can't tell me that you have Dylan Cruz, Jacob Berry, First Trey Morgan, Kay Doty, Gavin Dugas, Brain Joe Bear, and you're not one of the best no. top five. At least, probably top five teams in the country. I think I think they have that potential. I think yeah. I think definitely with the components they have. Um, but maybe we just 
overhyping a little too much because we we thought with all this all this teams uh potential and in the new, new hire staff, we, that's new staff. Th- that's my that's my point we have to realize that um this team is still learning to play with each other yes. i mean and they're still learning uh under the leadership of jay johnson as the head coach like all of that is still new yeah yes they went through yeah. practice in in the off season um but you're in game uh, but but now you're in game it's real yeah. it's live action and they're still learning all these different things. Um, the, the fielding has to get cleaned up. I know we've mentioned that. Um, you are near the bottom of the SEC in fielding. Um, you and, are probably the bottom. And Not we, near the bottom. We are the bottom. I, I know they're at least the bottom or second to last in the SEC. Well, we're like 245th it's in the bad. country. So. It's not good. Um, oh you God. have to clean up your fielding. Um, and another thing is it seems like that this – this team does have spurts of offense, yeah. but it seems like there's been moments when you're like, we really need a hit right here. Yeah. We need somebody to come in the clutch. And unfortunately, they just haven't yet. And and probably a lot of and probably a lot of that comes um, you know, just by playing throughout the season and, and getting better and getting better at bats. Um, you know, I'm sure that that is a lot of that. And so I, I will say, you know, maybe we just need to take a step back and realize. Hey, this is still – they're still a young, very young ball club. Too. Yeah. They're still a very young team. They're still under new leadership. There's still a lot of things that have to uh, – that they have to put together, and we have to realize that. Um, and so there is going to be losses that LSU takes that we don't expect them to, yeah. to lose. I mean, the, the, the La Tech game, you know, I did not expect it seems them like to lose everybody we play just immediately loses afterwards. Texas, LA Tech. Yep. I mean, the list goes on. So, like, that's going to happen. You're yeah. going to you're gonna have games that you lose that you, you don't expect to lose, um, and, and that's also just a part of it being baseball, yeah. right? You, um, so, but I, I still have full confidence in this team. They got to correct the fielding. Uh, they got to get better at bats uh, with guys in scoring position. Yeah. Uh, you know, you clean all that up, uh, and, and I think you're a lot better team. Um, we will mention, uh, I'm sure a lot of our viewers watch the game, Blake Money exited. Was yeah. it, I think it was in the fourth inning. Um, fourth or fifth, yeah. We we found out by one of our buddies. Shout out to Cody. He works on the grounds crew. Um, yep. You know, it was it was nothing with his shoulder. It was nothing with his elbow. It was in his something hand. With his hand. So yep. so hopefully there there's nothing serious with that, and 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 he'll be good to go for next and, Friday. And that's that's kind of we were. <laughs> I'm really kind of holding out hope that it's not serious because. As of right now, Blake Daniels, Money is your Hill. only solidified starter and legitimate yep. pitcher starter for a rotation. We don't know who's pitching tomorrow because we don't, we don't even know Sunday. who's pitching tomorrow or Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to figure that out too. My question is, what, what's wrong with Michael Hilliard? Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure. Jay said he was fine. They, they, uh, I, I call cap. You call cap. <laughs> I, they maybe, said he was fine. And maybe I think he'll I think he gets one of the stars. Well Jason Jason but, Kelly obviously plays a huge role in this. Yeah. Um and Jason, if he was fine, why didn't he pitch this weekend? Maybe maybe part of it was due to some inconsistency there. Because Mikel has had really yes. Miguel has had really <laughs> great innings. And then, you know, he's had maybe one inning or two innings where he's yeah. had a you know a crooked number, he's given it one or two runs. Maybe that's the case. Um, my opinion is I think Mikel Hilliard is prob- is is definitely one of your top three pitchers, and I think I've been saying this for forever. Put him in the Sunday role because yeah. he is going to I agree. face yeah. not good pitchers yeah. on, on Sunday, even in the SEC. You and Mikel Hilliard against 
Arkansas, Ole Miss, Florida, Texas A&M, whoever it is. He is going to be a lot better than yeah. their Sunday guy. You can and, win a lot of And Sunday you're going to when when you when you have a when you have a split game on Friday and Saturday and you need oh, to Robert win Max that game. Sunday, yeah. Put Mikael Hillier but, in the Mikael game. Mikael Hillier might not be your elite first round Friday night guy perhaps, but, but he's, he's going to be better Sunday. than everybody else's Sunday night guy. Exactly. That's, a That's guarantee. my point. He's going to be he's going to be better than everybody else's Sunday guy. And you can and, probably win a lot of games on Friday with Blake yes. if he's okay. Yes. I agree. So yes. if you Whoever it may be for Saturday, even if you if you blow a lot of games on yeah. Saturday because maybe you don't have a consistent guy because you can't start breaking ball first fight, right? Then Sunday you can rely on McKill because yeah. he's probably gonna be better than most Sunday starters. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a Division One baseball coach necessarily. But <laughs> I will Man, say that. I mean, that's just my we agree either. By any stretch. As a fan, that's yeah, that's yeah, our that's opinion. What I, that's what, that's what I see. You know, I yeah. think McKill here going to get a lot of games on Sunday. You know, he's not going to blow it by, guys. He's going to be crafty. But, I mean, you, you can't go over the break ball, ball man. over 3,500 RPMs. I mean, that's, you know, or whatever, whatever it is. Which, by the way, did y'all see that um, – was it Cruise 109 exit velocity? On 109. On, no, no, no. Was it Doty? Was Barry. Oh, it was Barry. Barry was 109. Was I mean, they all three hit a homer today. 109 per game, it seems like. It's – he knew – like, as soon as he hit it, it was gone. I mean, yeah, you yeah. knew it. We, and that's that's one thing is if you can clean up the fielding, the fielding is what got that that run for them. Well, not the run, like the the the, the crooked number up in that inning because it started with an error. Yeah. If you yeah. can limit your errors, you have guys that can come up and and, and hit like that in any moment. And those it was it's a great thing that we had them today because in that moment you needed them to come through and they hit those home runs to come yeah. through. Here, All right. Here's my opinion on you know. Look, I, I love the Jay Johnson, you know, modern influence, modern coaching, stuff like that. Yeah. But, look, all the rah-rah stuff, if you can't make routine plays, ground balls. The, the ground balls, fly balls, stuff like that. Then get rid of it. It's, that's a privilege, yeah. you know, to wear eye black, earrings, headbands, hair, Beard, mustache, whatever. I understand. I, I want the players to have fun. I agree. But if you can't make routine plays, you can't have that stuff. That is a privilege. So I understand Jay Johnson with the, you know, young influence, modern influence. But, you know, that's something that, that you know. Stuff has to be cleaned up. Stuff has to be cleaned up. You have to make the routine plays in order for that swagger, that stuff to be there. You can't have the swagger and, you know, this, that, and the other when you can't make the routine plays, you have to be able to make the routine. small thing. If you do the small things, right. The big things will follow. Yeah. That's, and that's and speaking of the fielding, I ha- I have to, I have to admit, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I, I, I was wrong. I was going to fight Zach for the game today. I was wrong. I was going to fight him. I was very hard on Malazzo. Yeah. At the beginning of the season, Woo. before the season started, um, there was a lot of hype behind McManus coming into the season. But I will admit now, I was wrong. Thank shout you. out, shout out, Peyton. When you watch this after you get off work or whatever, um, you are right. Malazzo needs to stay in the lineup. Yes, hundred um, percent. I know he's dealing with a minor injury right now, but um, and, and I mentioned this before. I I love I love the way that Jay Johnson has used Malazzo. He, he has surrounded him with hitters and set him up to be productive. Yeah, even. I, I hate that it's an automatic out. You're you're giving you're giving the other team an out. 
and and, and playing the and playing the bu- and, and playing the bunch. Owner, but when but it has worked. Yeah. Under under Palmineri, Malazzo was it, it was it was hard to watch yeah. last season because he struggled at the plate. Um, he he is the best catcher and yes. defensively in in college baseball, in my opinion. I mean, he is elite defensively. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And so I, I love how Mala- how Jay Johnson has helped Malazzo with his hitting, yeah. and, and now you know. Obviously, they worked on his hitting um, through the offseason, and now he's hitting over 200, right? Yeah. Um, and we and McManus is and McManus is not hitting well right so now. So why having a lot of he's not producing? Yes, so I understand. Like right now, uh, he's he's struggling with uh, an injury, and obviously McManus is the one you put in while he's struggling with that injury. But I will be, the, I will go ahead and admit it. You need <laughs> to go ahead and put Malaza once he's back well, fully he's, healthy. Put him back. Yeah, in the ring. reason he's been in so far is Jace. Jay said he's been dealing with some soreness. Yeah. yeah. And so once he's 100%, I fully expect to see Milazzo back in the Yeah. Line, I mean, Milazzo is just beyond elite defensively for sure. You know, yeah. I, if the dude could bat, he's got a hose, man. If, if he batted 250 for us offensively, he'd be he'd first be rounder. a first round draft pick. Yeah. You know, uh, you know playing I, I played against him in high school, you know, at Zachary High over there. The dude. Threw 92 from his knees as a senior in high school. You Did know? he ever throw you out? Uh, I was a PO, so no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was stuck so, no, that. luckily I wasn't in that position. <laughs> um, you didn't get to get gunned down. I didn't get him to pop out to the shortstop, though. That's a there you go. Story. There you go. But now it doesn't seem as impressive. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, so, um, I'll give you grace. You see now why the elite play – of Milazzo belongs in the lineup, especially since he's batting higher than McManus is. Especially because of that, yes. yes. And, and, and I will say, at the beginning of the season, we were told McManus is going to. Well, I mean, and and that's that's fine because and maybe we were seeing right that. And we were seeing that in the preseason yes. that he was hitting a lot it, of home runs. He was crushing. It. He was, so, there's no doubt. And maybe so. maybe a lot of maybe he's in a slump right now. Um, and, yeah. and maybe he just needs to maybe acclimate, adjust to LSU. Maybe acclimate to LSU baseball. Yeah. Acclimate to maybe the it was the pitching he's playing. I hope that, not. That is, yeah. yeah, I hope That not. is another that, point. That, that, is, is, a good a, that point. is a good point you make, Bernie. Yep. But the, the number one thing is the fielding. No question. The number one thing is the fielding, I'll, and it must be fixed. I will say, Jay Johnson did make a good point. You know, it's all about confidence. I Personally, no. I mean, I – coach high school baseball in the summers and stuff like that. Defense is definitely the easiest thing to coach into a player uh, compared to obviously hitting is probably the hardest thing to coach and then pitching as well. Defense is definitely the easiest thing to coach within a player, but it's all about confidence. If your defenders have no confidence in what they're doing, uh, you know, it's a 50-50 shot really rather than a 95% shot, which is really what it should be. And so, you know, hearing Jay Johnson from his press conference yesterday, I believe, is what third Friday. Friday so two days ago maybe I believe it was Wednesday you know he spoke a lot to the defenders confidence and you know instilling that mindset into them which I think is a lot of baseball's mindset you know him instilling the mindset in his defenders that you know they're going to make the play you know just trust your fundamentals trust what you're doing and it will come I think that was that 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 instilled a lot of confidence within me just being a fan yeah you know that you know the defenders need to trust themselves and trust yeah. Jay and that everything will come and everything will follow. Yeah. And that was a big thing for me, you know, that that really 
they may take their lumps early in March, yeah. but all that matters is, you know, April and May roll around and your defenders are confident, you know, because, I mean, your defenders are all the talent in the world. Jordan Thompson has got all the talent in the world. You know, if he's yeah. confident in what he's doing, there's no reason for us to worry yeah. at all. Yes. Yeah. And I and there was there was something that, that Jay did different today that I, I might like continuing to see is we heard that Bianco was fully healthy. And Bianco is a really, really good defensive player. Yes. He can play just about any position. He was my favorite center fielder last year. Oh, he was great. He may be the best center fielder on the team. Yeah. He uh, and and his play at second really like because we were struggling last year when when Zach Arnold booted several balls. Yeah. And then we tried Will Safford and and it was the same result. And then you get you put Bianco over there and he really solidified that spot and. This year, we've kind of been trying to figure out the third base role, whether it's going to be Barry, where it's going to be Merrifield, or, or whatever we need to do. He put Bianco over there, and yeah. Bianco made his place today. Yeah. And I, I like Bianco being at third because he can make the throw. He can field cleanly. And I know his batting is not as elite, but if you put him down there, you know, right before, right after Malazzo, and maybe get some production out of them. That that may be something you could you consider. put him near Malazzo, and they're going to feel like they have to pitch to him. Correct, correct. Yeah. And and you have solidified your fielding a little bit more, right? Yeah. You you've you've taken off some of that that the stress of the errors that have continued to happen. Sorry, I mean they don't have to pitch to him. So right, right, right. Pitch to him. Sorry. So yeah. y'all, do y'all think Barry? Is I knew best, Smith. Do y'all yeah. think Barry is best in right? Hmm. Or is there a better option for right? Miles, did you, did you play baseball? Yeah. Miles, come on, come over here, man. Come on. We got Miles over here. We got to get Miles. We can't, we can't just let him sit there and watch Tulane Temple. Who wants to yeah. watch that? <laughs> Who wants to watch Tulane Temple? So, Miles, what, what's what's your take on um, the baseball team so far? Uh, I think it's early. They still got a lot of kinks they can work out. But, uh, yeah, I think think they'll get through. They're, they're still elite, I think, and I believe Ooh. they can make it to home. Who's the best option for right field? We've you've seen Barry out there, and his yeah. bat is you gotta have his bat. You gotta have his bat. Oh yeah, absolutely. But his I defense seems like it's been a liability. I, mean, I feel like they could try potentially try Joe Bear. Yep. I, yeah. So, yeah. So would Barry go to the DH? Here's what I have yeah. to say about I mean, that. You could so that. what happens when Beloso comes back? Oh God, I don't know. Will that's the question. Oh, that is a good question too. Do we know? Do we know the extent of his injury? I don't know. I don't know if anybody's released that. I don't know if they have released it. So, on opening night, um, I coached for the Knights baseball at Louisiana and the Mississippi, Texas, all that high school, high school travel ball in the summer. They're really close to Beloso's parents. And so, from what I understood from the opening night was that they believed it to be in torn ACL. Obviously, he was throwing today. So, I do not believe that that – you know, that was before MRIs and all that good stuff. He's throwing today. But, but that was, was throwing today. Yeah. That was a belief initially is that it was a torn ACL. Yeah. Obviously, so, that would end his season. But, yeah. you know, obviously he's throwing today, you know, trying to push it back. So, I'm not sure on an update on that. Um, but Cody he seems to hear in the comments the same. Beloso is about two weeks away. Okay. That's good to know. hear. That was our shout-out to Cody. Cody. Grounds crew. Cody. My boy. You know what? What is the extent of the injury? If you can tell us, if you'll throw it in there, and if if he, I mean, I guess he's two weeks away. Uh, what's the potential of him 
being in a lineup, Cody, if you would comment that. Mm. So if it mm. comes back, I have said this a time or two that I don't even think our best offensive lineup has been put out yet because no. Beloso has been. Because yeah. if you if you put, I mean, I know I know Barry maybe hasn't been the best option at third either. But if you put Barry at third and you put Joe Barry out right. And then you put Peloso in the DH. That's probably your best offensive lineup yeah. that you could put out there. Yeah. So I mean, what I mean, would we haven't seen Joe Barron right at all? I'd like yeah. to really. I like to think that there's a reason game. I'd like to think that that's a good point. Him. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I'm pretty sure he can play infield and outfield. Joe Barron. He is listed. He is listed on LSU's roster as an infielder and an outfielder. Yeah. So we at least you know he can play out there. What did he play at Delgado? You might know that. It's Delgado. Well, I know in high school, I played against him in high school. He played outfield. He played outfield? Okay. So he could play some outfield. So, I mean, there's there's some potential to continue to move that. and But if you continue to have struggles, I don't know. I, I really like the idea of Bianco really solidifying the hockey corner. Yeah. Uh, as as and, and I know he's – Bianco's really going to bat probably – 250. Yeah, 250 would be good for Bianco. So if you could get if you could get 250 out of Malazzo and, and 250 out of Bianco, That's I mean, really good to I, I would yeah, like to see him in, in at third, really. Um has Mary, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I maybe I haven't I've missed it. Yeah. But I feel like I've seen Maryfield produce at times. I mean, he produced the eighth run today, yeah. the RBI today, and have I missed some of his errors or something? I, mean, I don't know. I, mean, I haven't seen much that was that that bad. No, no, yeah. He's not going to offer a, you know, Trey Morgan or a Jacob Berry at bat necessarily. Yeah, right. Um, but something I've kind of noticed from him is, you know, he's going to be a little awkward, I guess, on some of the things he does from third, but he gets the job done. Yeah. Um, and so I think Jay might just be experimenting with different types of lineups, different types of things he can do. Jay Johnson's a first-year coach, you know. Yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world for this team to catch their biggest stride in April or May because that's yeah. when it matters if you're hot. If you're yeah. hot in the SEC tournament and then rolling into Omaha and rolling into, you know, the tournament and stuff like that, right. yeah, you know that that's when it matters. I could really give two craps if LSU loses to LA Tech in a midweek. Yeah. 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 Yes. Should we beat in LA Tech? Freezing rain. Yeah. Night. Should we beat LA Tech? Yes. Does it okay. frustrate me when we lose to LA Tech and they act like it's the World Series? Yes. And we got Tulane this week. They're good. They're ranked, huh? They're ranked. Yeah. They're good. They yeah, just beat good. Mississippi State. Yeah, Mississippi State is garbage. But you know, should you win the midweek games? Yes. I cannot stand people, Matt going I'm sorry. Uh, I cannot stand people who think that midweek games mean nothing. Okay, because the midweek games mean nothing if you lose every game or win every single game on the weekend. That yeah. very rarely is a team in that position. Correct. You need to win your midweek games. Take Whether care it's of business, Tulane, man. yeah, take yeah. care of business, get it done. That's Whether it's Tulane, one. ULM, That's Southern Miss, Southeastern, who, who Southeastern, whoever it may be, take McNeese. Take care of your midweek games. You know, take care of the little things, and the big things will follow. And that, 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 that's something in the midweek games as well. Yeah. You know, you beat Tulane this week. It gives you some momentum going into SEC play, stuff Correct. like that. You lose to, to Tulane this week. All of a sudden, there's a lot of negative energy yeah. in your program. That's you a know? big one. They're a ranked yeah. team. 
Tulane is good. They are. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mississippi State. I mean, they could potentially. Mississippi State is trash. Six and six. I mean, man, what is the surprise out of state though? Lemoyneus is the coach O. Already getting that. He has no idea how he got to a championship. No idea how it happened, and now his his rear end is grass. Well, they 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 did lose Landon Sims already, haven't they? Yes, uh, yes, but not in the first not in the first twelve games. And I also gotta give State some slack because my best friend or my, my former my former friends from school plays third base for them. They, they, they win one championship in all of their sports, one championship, and they think they've made it. Now they're six and six in that one sport. <laughs> yeah, they're having a very rough go. Chris Lemoinus. Chris Lemoinus is the coach of to, college baseball. We gotta get to this comment. Cody has commented. We oh, need to Lord. hear what has happened with Beloso. Or what at least Cody has heard. Appreciate what, the what's Cody got? Did what's it hear what it was as I walked up when he talked about his injury. But given that it was the 18th of February, he injured it. Yeah. He's supposed to come back in a couple weeks. Good. I'd say a sprained knee. Okay, that's fingers that's, crossed. That's what. That's it is. a lot better Thank than you. a torn ACL. Yeah. <laughs> that's better than a torn ACL. Thank you for that bit of information, Cody. Yes. And great meeting you, by the way. Yeah, Thank it was Cody. awesome meeting Cody today. Shout out to Cody. We got to meet him at the baseball game today as well. Um, so let's let's take a quick break. Uh, let's get to our sponsors and, 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 and our advertisements. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue. And go check out our YouTube page. If you're watching Give right now, follow. click off and hit that subscribe button and, and, and follow all of us. All of our live shows are on our Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube as well. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all of his mate, his music on all the major platforms. Follow him at Saints Anthem and on Instagram and on Twitter. Go follow him at One Nation Doty. Also, don't forget to check out his Facebook page where all of his merchandise as well. Big shout out to Sarah Klein's Stephen, attorney at law, our wonderful aunt. She specializes and specifically focuses on elderly and their community to ensure that their wishes are carried out and the dignity and their dignity is maintained. Here for you, here for your family, Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Yes. Guys, we want to encourage you to go and check out our website at tigersavenue.podbean.com. You can find the playlist to our YouTube as well as all of our latest episodes on the front page. If you go to the pages link, you can find Five Star Heroes merch and all of his beats that are available on Apple Music and Spotify. If you go to our sponsors, you can see all of the sponsors that support Tigers Avenue and check out all of their info. If you check out the Tiger Times page, you can go and see all of our games that we've attended at Alex Box Stadium, Tiger Stadium, and the PMAC through the years. And if you click on the support page, you can go and find the QR codes for our Cash App and our PayPal to support Tigers Avenue. Again, all of this you can find at tigersavenue.podbean.com. All right, and also uh, don't forget to go follow at Balcony Bengals. Guys, we really appreciate y'all having us of course. here for this show. Anytime, anytime. Brandon. Get up. Yes, indeed. Quick shout out to Modesto over there, 3930 Burbank Drive. Big sponsors over here of the Balcony Bengals. Go get you some Modesto brisket tacos. Uh, taco Tuesday. Have to stop by there. Some brisket tacos, some brisket. Modesto margaritas, man. You can't beat it. 
Brisket My man tacos. hates tequila. I do not like tequila, but hey, <laughs> the margaritas at Modesto are unbeatable. Get you some brisket tacos, new new brisket quesadillas, uh, game day nachos, all the good stuff over there at Modesto, right there next to walk-ons. You know, great game day spot, great everyday spot over there at Modesto. Go check them out. Um, 3930 Burbank Drive, right there next to walk-ons in that shopping center right there. Got to give them a got to give them a shot at least one or two times. Let, let your awesome. taco craving roll. We sure. might awesome. just have to go and eat that with so Bengals. Let's later. see this here for a second. Cody's got a lineup thing comment here. Okay. He said, but I think as far as lineup, if you want to try an experiment to see if you can have Barry, Joe Bear, and Beloso in the lineup at once, mm-hmm. he says Joe Bear and Wright, mm-hmm. Trey Morgan at third, Wait, Trey Morgan. I'm sorry. And Beloso I'm... at first and Barry at the Cody, with all due respect. Oh, you can't Cody, Trey I don't Morgan know. I've never seen Trey play third. Cody, with all due respect. Wait, Trey's a left-handed. Trey's, Trey's a left-handed. He's left-handed. With all due respect, Cody. He's left-handed. What the heck are you thinking? <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, maybe a second. But third base? No, he's got to be a third. I, Cody, so, I'm, I'm cool with all that, but you got to leave Trey Morgan at first. I meant first. 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 You got to leave him at first. So, Trey Morgan may be the best first baseman I've ever seen. Uh, he's stretch pretty, man. pretty he's incredible. Defensive. Pretty incredible. Defensively. Yeah. Pretty incredible. All right. Stretch man. So let's move from the diamond here and let's move to the hardwood. Oh, okay. Let's talk already, about the good first. I know we've hit on it a little bit. We've already talked a lot we about it. We've talked a lot about the bad. <laughs> Kick rocks, Pat Forty. <laughs> we got we got about 10 minutes here. We can talk about some seating and whatnot, yeah. but let's let's talk about the Missouri game a little bit. Brandon, what did you like out of the Missouri game from the Tigers? I really like the way Efton Reed stepped up. You know, yes. I mean, he's a freshman. He's a young guy. I think they said he's been only playing basketball since, what, like eighth grade year yeah, or something like that? not long. So, to see him step up into that role, I know Missouri is a far lesser team. I get it. But, you know, I think that kind of shows you and uh, you know, a look into Efton Reed's future potentially. Yeah. You know, when he develops more skill, when he develops some more strength, and when he gets used to what he's doing against SEC opponents, you know, I think that kind of shows you after he strengths a little bit. And I really liked how the team, you know, against a far lesser opponent, opponent not one person tech took over. Yeah. I think everybody kind of spread it. Uh, everybody, I mean, what, five. five or six guys had 10-plus points? Five. Yes, five. five of them. I mean, that that's what I like to see. You know, not yeah. one guy had 30, 40 points. I like to see the, the team spread yeah. it out. Yeah, and that's what I was impressed with from, from the Missouri win. I know Missouri's a far less opponent, but to see what Efton Reed can bring to the lineup potentially next year and, you know, into the tournament was something that I like to see, especially, you know, Johan Treyor coming in, Julian Phillips, yep. two 6'10-plus yep. guys who can really handle a basketball and shoot it. Alex you know, Miller will be back. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, he, he can definitely help us, as, obviously, as well. So, Zach, what were your thoughts on the Missouri game? Um. So, uh, I thought it was interesting. It's just a little side note here, but I thought it was interesting. We got to see a little bit of Alex Fudge. Um, I feel – was that for his first game back in a few? It's been it's – been, been, his minutes have come down. And also, Sharif needs to play some more. Well, we've so, been saying that. Sharif does I, I think Sharif, you know, Fudge and Sharif share the same role. Yeah. And, you know, Sharif's grandpa passed away a couple of days ago. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so I believe that is I believe that is what's caused okay. Sharif okay. to not play as much here. Not play as much here. Was he, here even, in the was he there today? 
Uh, I'm not sure. He did not play the last two games, so he did not. You know, my first my first thing was is Sharif okay? Then I, you know, oh. I obviously realized his grandpa passed away. So our yeah. thoughts and prayers are out. Yeah, the O'Neill family. Yeah, you know, I hope he's Don't okay and ready to go for for March Madness and yeah. NCAA tournament. Well, for sure, thoughts and prayers out to, to him and the Sharif, uh, the O'Neill family. Um, but as in regards to the Missouri game, uh, I mean, I'm going to go back to what Brandon said. Yeah. I mean, Efton played a great game, six, and 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 you've six, seen six, you've seen six, spurts six. of it, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. and then and then it finally seems like it came to fruition here yeah. against Missouri, and it's like this is the dominant big man that Efton Reed can be. Yeah. Like yes. he, when he is playing to his full potential, and another thing is when they were they were facilitating towards him, like they were giving him. They were running plays through Efton, yeah. and, I mean, he didn't miss. I mean, yes, he only took six shots, yeah. but he didn't miss. And so he played really well. Uh, now, my one – I mean, this is a game that you, you should have won. Uh, you dominated basically the entire game. Yeah. My one thing is they definitely let off the gas there at the end. Um, they started to play a little bit sloppy. Yeah. You know, you could tell that they were like, we've got this in the bag. The game's over. All right, let's, let's, let's run some clock. And they got a little sloppy at the end. You got to pay 60 minutes. Um, and just go ahead and put the nail in the coffin. They let them get kind of get back. And I know they weren't going to win the game, but they kind of let them get back into it there a little bit at the end. That was my only negative uh, from the game. Um, and uh, Pinson gets a win over his former team again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Miles, what were your thoughts? Man, I, once again, yeah, I was impressed with Efton. I, I really think he's going to have a bright future at LSU. And, yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of growth. I think people, training. yeah, I yeah, think people definitely sleep on the improvement that a guy like that has made from the beginning. Yeah. Now, I am going to have to call out one of our good buddies, AD, uh, because AD, <laughs> for whatever reason, believes that Efton is not coming back next year. Oh. AD, Efton will be back next year. I love you, my guy. Where is he going? He Where may test the waters and, and, and enter his name, oh, but he God. is he coming back. I mean, yeah, he's seven foot tall. Eight, eight, now eighty makes eighty makes a good point yeah. because of, of of how big he is and 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 because he struggled in conference a little. Yeah. But I oh, I full heartedly believe that Eston will be back next year, oh, yeah. and it's been really encouraging to see what we've seen here recently from him. Yeah. But yeah, especially going to next year, you mentioned all the guys that are coming in. Yeah. Adam Miller will be healthy. Yeah. So um, I know we've we've ended the SEC play and SEC tournament here, and I know we've still got the postseason. We'll, we'll talk discuss seeding. Uh, here in just a couple of seconds. Um, but it is really, really um, encouraging to see the potential of next so, year's team. I, I was happy for a guy who saw so much negativity throughout yeah. the year. Yes. For him to have a positive day and for people to praise six him. For six for yeah, six. Yeah, for yeah. six for six. I mean, if you can get 12 points from Efton Reed in a game next year, you win a lot. Of, Cody, you win a lot of Cody said, like I said, he's speaking on Efton Reed here. Mm-hmm. He said he got a skill boost from the haircut. He spent his VC <laughs> I, wisely. I, I tweeted that. <laughs> yeah, he told us uh, he went and spent his VC. <laughs> so and, my, uh, got a new hairdo. In the my one break. comment on the Missouri game, a stat that has been overlooked, and I'll keep it brief so we can discuss seating. Brandon Murray had nine assists. Yes, I saw that. Nine. Yes. Seven points, nine assists. I, I would not be opposed to seeing Brandon run the point a little bit more because yeah. that stat popped out to me afterwards because I don't know that if I've seen impressive. anybody close to 10 assists on the season other than Xavier Pinson. Yeah. I might would like to see him run the point a little bit more when, when Pinson comes out instead of letting Gaines run the point, 
letting B Murray run the point. At least, at least share it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's finish the show here on seeding. LSU wins one and they lose one in the SEC tournament. Okay, and before the tournament, you're a projected six seven seed. You, you beat Missouri. CBS, ESPN, Bracketology had you at a five after you won that game. Brandon, where do we stand now? Where do you think we're going to land? I think, you know, going to the tournament, as long as you didn't lose in Ole Miss or Missouri, you really didn't have much to lose. Yeah. Um, Like you said, I think a five or six seed is probably appropriate for us. Now, knowing LSU is always underseeded, you know, six or seven may be, you know, more appropriate, uh, depending on, you know, what the committee has to say and things like that. Yeah. But I think as long as you avoid a eight or a nine seed, yep. you're in a good place. You're in a good place uh, compared to what you were before. Now going into today, I thought we, I was really confident I went against Arkansas, and that may have bumped you to a five or six instead of six or seven. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think like Will Wade said, you know, we're safe from a from an eight or a nine as long as you beat Missouri. If you'd have lost yeah. to Missouri yesterday, it's you know, questionable. they yeah. would have they would have yeah. used that yeah. as an yeah. excuse to stick you Especially the caliber opponent you were playing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, you didn't have a great day against Arkansas today, but, you know, you took care of business against Missouri. So I think we'll probably be a, a you know, six or seven, you know, first round should be okay. You know, we'll see where the second round takes us. I, I have to agree with Brandon. I think when they beat Bama, I think they – for sure, locked down a seven seed at the least. Yeah. Um, you know, when it, being Missouri yeah. now, I think they have the potential to be a six or a seven. I think five is probably a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe not much, but I think it's, it is a little bit of a stretch. So I, I am looking at a seven or a, or a six seed, and I think Agreed. because it's LSU, they're going to get the seven seed. Yeah. Now, if they get the eight or nine seed, I will blow up yeah. because they, they, they that straight yeah. robbery, yeah. straight robbery. And that would be specifically just because uh, they are out against LSU and Will Wade and everything going on. You know, I I hope that they do the players right because the players that are on this team have nothing to do with what happened four years ago and that that recruit and and, and everything that happened back then. So you need to – you need to respect those players and the job that they've done this year – Reagan mentioned it, I think, was it on the last show? Like, they did not expect to be where they're at right now when Adam Miller went down. Because when Adam Miller went down and they came into that room, it was like everything had been taken out of them. Yeah. They And if you had told them, what was it, 20 wins, they would have been, like, shocked. Yeah. And so they they have 23 or 22 wins on the season. Um, they played their butts off. Yes, they had that really rough stretch. And if you have Xavier Pinson in that stretch, which is another thing that the committee should consider – you probably win three or four of those games. Yeah. Um, and they, they they played phenomenal. So I believe this team deserves a seven or a six seed, and I hope it's one of those two. Miles, I'm going same thing as him. I'm going six or seven. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. Is, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure all agree. Yeah. We're probably all agree. Yes. All in the same range. Right yeah. Here. So I, I honestly, I, I think the caliber team that this is. Had Xavier not got hurt, had Adam Miller not got hurt, oh, I think the Cowboys team, this this type of team, could have easily been a four three seed. Yeah, easily. Absolutely. I think Will Wade put it in. You know, he said on uh, Jordy Collada's show the other day. You know, before Adam Miller was hurt, yeah. LSU was projected a five seed. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry. 
Before Adam Miller was hurt, LSU was projected to finish, I believe, fifth or sixth six, in the SEC. Six, yeah. Before Adam Miller was hurt, they were Four. projected sixth in the SEC. They finished fifth without, without him. him. Yep. And Adam Miller was the leading scorer on Illinois last year, who's got Kofi Cogburn and all these other guys. If Adam Miller was healthy, this team could have possibly been, you know, top two or three in the SEC and possibly a one or two seed. Absolutely. So, you know, LSU has overachieved this year. For people to say, oh, Will Wade gets all these recruits, yada, yada, yada. He never, over, he never you know, gets the expectation, blah, blah, blah. That's garbage. You know, Actually, over. <laughs> yeah. He, he exceeded the expectations this year. And, you know, I think next year would be a really – I think next year, assuming the team is healthy, it will be a really – you know, a label on Will on Will Wade as to what he can do with a legitimate roster. Right. You got Julian Phillips. What is he? Six nine, six ten guy who can yeah. handle a ball. Very just Jabari Smith esque kind of guy. You know, Johan Treor, a true seven footer who can play along with Ethan Reed, Sharif O'Neal, guys like that. I think you know, Will Wade. Does he have some? You know. Holes in his X's and O's, maybe. Yeah. But he gets the five stars here. If we fire Will Wade, we will riot. Okay? <laughs> this is garbage. Fire Will Wade. Save the football program. Blah, blah, blah. We ain't firing anybody. <laughs> we, okay? want him, we want him here. Yes, exactly. Will, I mean, who are you going to hire? Who are you going to hire? Rick Patino? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. The guy who is hiring <laughs> ladies of the night? For, for for his for his basketball program, okay. Who are you gonna hire? Okay, I that's think that's we'll, one thing I I don't even know who we go after. Exactly. I don't know. You know, keep Will Wade. You know, maybe hire a guy who has some expertise in the X's and O's of college well, basketball. Green. You know, no. Uh, hire some guys who may have some expertise and some X's and O's of college basketball to help Will Wade out. But he gets the five stars here. What he else a, are you going to do? He's a tenacious recruiter. He yeah. is. And one thing that worries me, though, y'all, and, and I, I don't – I would love to see Will Wade stay. I, I wouldn't – I definitely don't want him fired by any means, but his alma mater job seems all but open. Yes. Yeah. And there's a new AD there, and there's probably a new energy around the AD to make a splash hire. And when your alma mater job is open and you're at one job where people don't like you – People are hating you. Yeah. Some people are calling for your head, and all this junk is going on. We don't even have a weight room in the basketball facility. <laughs> the basketball players have to walk across the street to go to the weight room. And your facilities aren't up to date. I mean, are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? So it, 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 we'll see how it all plays out, but LSU does have some improvements to make to solidify Will Wade. And I don't think we should all hang – we should hang all this on Will Wade by any no, means. Not and the fact that we've overachieved what we were projected should – I mean, I mean, especially since you lost Adam Miller, should should show what kind of coach he is. Will Wade is getting the five stars and the top talent in the nation with a quarter of the facilities yeah. and the stuff that other programs yeah. have. Yeah. They have to walk across the street in sweatpants to go lift weights. Are you kidding me? You go to TCU. They haven't won a national championship since we were fighting the Nazis in Germany. <laughs> and they have facilities with weight rooms and everything they could want in their in their gym. Inexcusable. Give him what he wants and what he needs. Scott Woody. Get it done. Woodward, get it, get done. it done. I trust in Woodward to get it done. All right. All right.
Don't forget also to go follow at Balcony Bengals. We appreciate y'all one more time for yep. having us on. This has been super of awesome. Of course. It's been a blast. You know, hey, any bit, any guys watching today, you know, Sunday we're going to give a, a, a quick graphic out, a quick announcement. You know, there's a uh, Balcony Bengals bracket challenge coming via Fred's and some other new surprise sponsors coming. Balcony Bengals bracket challenge for March Madness. Uh, we'll have three winners, first, second, and third place. I believe first place right now is going to be a uh, crawfish bowl at Fred's for you and 15 of your friends. It's free to join the Balcony Bingo's Bracket Challenge. Uh, we'll have that posted up Sunday. The link will be in our bio. Join it. You know, submit your bracket, your perfect bracket, and get ready to rock and roll with the Balcony Bingo's Bracket Challenge. I'm sure the guys here at Tigers Al will be in it. We'll have plenty of guys as well. Uh, join in on uh, Sunday. We'll have it posted. Check the link in our bio Sunday and get ready to rock and roll. Absolutely. Y'all go follow at Balcony Bengals on all their social media platforms and get involved in their tournament bracket challenge. Hey, we appreciate y'all coming and listening and all of your support and your continued support. Keep commenting, keep liking, keep following, keep sharing. We're going to keep pumping out episodes, and we really enjoy doing this and interacting with y'all. Appreciate you listening. We'll catch you next time on Monday in the next edition of Tigers Avenue. Five Star, take us out. Who that, who that, five star? Who that, who that, five star? And the